Let's kick off the show with ACT Party leader for the final time, David Seymour, before the election. We're going to miss you for the next couple of weeks. Well, I'm sorry to hear it. I, uh, I really enjoy our chats and I hope they're useful for um, people who are listening trying to make up their mind because it's business time. Uh, there is a, a clear choice between an ACT national coalition that can start fixing the economy and getting our living costs and red tape and regulation under control from day one um, or, frankly, chaos. And so I believe New Zealand deserves a better choice uh, than the choice between okay, well, we'll, we'll, action or, yep. or instability, and, and that's the case for a party vote for ACT. We'll, we'll come back to the chaos, you and Winston. What's this about the uh, Party Maori getting stuck into you over your, over your private jet, which has been donated for you or to you by a guy by the name of Sean Colgan? I didn't realise this. He's a former US Olympic rower. Well, it's um, it's not actually a jet, um, although that would be pretty cool. It's actually designed so we can get around rural New Zealand, talk to more people. Uh, and uh, as far as our, our reporting and declarations, uh, we're completely above board. I understand um, Te Pātū Māori have been referred to the police for their own electoral law transgressions. Maybe they should spend a bit more time following the law themselves than worrying about what we're doing. You and Te Pāti, I mean, you and Winston look like best friends compared to you and Te Pāti Māori at the moment. You're getting stuck into them over claims of genetic superiority. Well, it's a simple fact that Te Pāti Māori have put on their website and taken it down after being harassed for a while. Uh, Ming Fern from the Human Rights Commission didn't do much, by the way. But anyway, they had on their website that uh, it's a known fact that Māori are genetically superior to all others. Um, Rarui Waititi has said that Pākehā um, are, uh, uh, what's the word, a, a species that is uh, going out of fashion. Um, and I just think that, frankly, at a time when New Zealand needs to be united in our common humanity, our, our common mission to make sure that every kid uh, gets an equal shot at life, uh, rather than constantly finding new ways uh, to divide ourselves, uh, you know, it's just not good enough to, for that to be the choice. And again, the, the reason I urge people to cast their party vote for ACT is that we actually need an honest, healthy, constructive debate about how the treaty fits into our framework and how universal human rights uh, matter to New Zealanders as part of the Kiwi dream of everyone being equal. Um, rather than what Te Pāti Māori or others offer, which is chaotic. Well, I'll just correct that quote, I think, from Rawiri Waititi, who said um, uh, about European New Zealanders, their archaic species is becoming more extinct as a new Aotearoa is on the rise. That's a bit yeah, tough. Yeah, and you're, you're absolutely right. Um, I'm, I'm in a car, you've got it in front of you, but what you said is, is what he said, correct. OK, let's have a look at some of the other issues of the day before we get on to the problem. What do you do with the problem like Winston? Tomorrow, I see we've got the OCR announcement from Adrian Orr. A, should he um, lift interest rates? And if he does, it's surely the death knell for the economy. And B, should you and Luxon win and if you get in there, sack him? Well, a couple of things there. First of all, on a basic technical analysis, he probably should uh, raise interest rates. But I just make, because inflation's not under control and his job is basically to raise the rates until inflation's controlled. However, I also just share this thought. The spread between small business and farming interest rates versus residential property 
uh, is growing. Uh, we've been looking into this. We believe that some of the capital ratio requirements and some of the directives from the Reserve Bank uh, may be behind that, and we think it's critical that farmers don't pay an even higher interest rate than the rest of the country because uh, there's a lot of people highly leveraged to be in big trouble, particularly as commodity prices have come off lately. Yeah, and it's not, uh, a, but, David, and it's not only farmers, it's small business owners as well, mum and dad businesses that are driving this economy. And uh, yes, I think the banks are subsidising their housing portfolios uh, by making money or creaming it off the, the yeah. business business well, part of that, their business. That, that appears to be the case, but there's another factor here, which, and to give Adrian all his due, he's often said monetary policy needs friends, and that's his kind of not-so-subtle reserve bank way of saying uh, the government needs to stop splashing the cash because every time Grant Robertson borrows a few billion more uh, to to quote John Buck, uh, he pumped cash into the economy. He puts pressure on inflation, which puts pressure on interest rates. And so the ACT Party says the next government will need an economic conscience ready to start cutting wasteful spending from day one. You can't cut taxes until you've got the savings, because if you keep running deficits, uh, people just feel that pain showing up in interest rates, which is why, as Milton Friedman used to say, there's no such thing as a free lunch. The supermarket duopolies. Now, I see Labor this morning is making noise about challenging those. And you get the, the example of the sanitarium not being able to supply the warehouse, a competitor to the supermarket duopoly with wheat picks. That, that, that smells a bit fishy, doesn't it? Yeah, I can't work that one out, to be honest. I, I know it's before the ComCom, and so it should be. Uh, it seems strange that you would be able to supply an entire network of foodies um, and countdowns, but you can't supply um, a, a network of uh, the warehouse which are beside them. Um, you know, at some level, it's up to the sanitarium who they sell to, but a discrimination for anti-competitive reasons uh, is illegal. And if that's what's occurring, I hope the ComCom get to the bottom of it. I just make the wider point that, you know, we can have extra bureaucracies. We can have a grocery commissioner running around. We can put more rules saying you've got to sell to your competitors and display your prices in a different way and all the rest. But the real question is, why is it so hard to get investment? Why is it so hard to develop your property under the RMA and, and therefore a, a network of stores and distribution centres? In essence, why hasn't Aldi come to New Zealand? Why don't we have more competition set up in this country? And if you don't have an answer to that question, everything else is just layering bureaucracy on top. And as a supermarket operator said to me recently, he said, look, we'll follow whatever rules the government makes, but every hundred grand of compliance cost uh, is just more cost we pass on to our customers. And so very much the same as farmers uh, are facing compliance cost issues that put up their cost structures and therefore their price for consumers if they can survive in the gap between. Uh, you know, doing that to supermarkets will have the same effect. So we actually need less regulation on the RMA, less regulation on foreign direct investment, less bureaucracy around employing people, less uh, or safer communities where you don't get your stuff left and put all your effort into security. You know, the things that supermarkets need are the same things that farmers need if we want lower prices for consumers. How was the groundswell gathering yesterday at the Ellerslie Racecourse? Oh, look, in amongst the rather eclectic mix of people pushing different barrows, there were a lot of good farmers who were just saying exactly what I've been hearing for the last three years. Uh, there's been an avalanche of regulation. We're not here trying to destroy our own stock, our own land and our own people. In fact, we'll always stand up for our land, our people and our stock. 
what we want is to be trusted rather than ostracised and trusted rather than regulated. Uh, you've got to stop the avalanche of red tape and regulation here. Waka Ekanoa, you know, when it comes to uh, freshwater laws, they should be set locally. SNAs should be gone uh, because the more the government puts regulatory costs, just like supermarkets, farmers have to pass it on if they can survive themselves. Um, and we heard that message loud and clear, um, along with a, a range of other uh, eclectic barrow pushes from uh, bring back the oil refinery to compensation for the vaccine, all fair causes, but um, I was more interested in what the farmers had to say. Does Winston fall under that category, the eclectic barrow pushes? Well, I think the only thing I'd say is that the best indicator of future performance is past performance. So, you know, if you want to know who made David Parker the Minister for the Environment, who voted for the Zero Carbon Act, who allowed for the SNAs to be used the way they are, you know, who made the natural policy statements on um, fresh water, you know, all, all of that stuff happened under uh, Labour New Zealand First Government. Um, I think that's fair to say that if you want a government that is strong, united, will last the distance and ready to bring about some real change from day one. That's yeah, OK. Oh, well, we've, we've heard, hey, David, we've heard all this yeah. before, not only from yeah. you, but also from Luxon. But seriously, I mean, chances are you might end up having to sit around a cabinet table with them. Are you in a position to basically bury the hatchet, not into the back of Winston's head, but just forgive each other for past indiscretions and nasty things you've said to one another and get on and work with Luxon for the good of the country? I think you're missing the point. Uh, we're certainly here to respect the election result and work as best we can with whoever the people put there. But I'd just point out, you know, it's not actually about me. As I've said to you on the show, best indicator of future performance is past performance. Uh, and if the last four times they've been in government anything to go by, uh, it's not going to be easy. So, yeah, we'll do our best. But just, just look at the guy's track record, letting people down. Um, that's why it's so essential that... Uh, we get ACT and National in there together so we can govern in a strong and united way. Uh, anything else, unfortunately, is going to be chaotic. I'm not saying we won't make the best piece of it, but just look at history, and uh, unfortunately that's your best guide to what that particular future would hold. Final question for you, David Seymour, before the election on the final time we chat. Advance, oh, advance voting, should I say, open today. Christopher Luxon voted this morning. Poor old Chippy won't be able to vote. I don't think he can do it online. He's got COVID. When are you going to vote? Look, I'm voting tomorrow morning um, in the electorate I represent of, of Epsom. Um, I've always been a traditionalist. I've always wanted to vote on the day. But, um, you know, I think it's really important that this trend is on. A lot of people want to get it out of the way because they're frankly fatigued. And I just ask that they'll stand with us uh, and trust Act with their party vote because uh, this country needs more than a change of management. It needs a change of direction. And we're the ones that can offer that uh, in a stable and united way. David Seymour, ACT Party Leader, thank you for your time and, and as I'll say to every party leader that I chat to over the next couple of weeks, good luck come October 14. Yeah, no worries. Have a great day, Jamie, and it's been fun to chat. I'm just sorry there might be a bit of a break by the sounds of it.